Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
pens and your pads, but also through the Morning 5 Planner, which is right pinned to the top. Now, if you don't have yours, go ahead and jump all the way in. It gives you space to check off the Morning 5 each day. If you haven't already tapped in, read on, read all about it, right? Plus, for the very first year, we, we have breakthroughs inside of this room. We've made it interactive. There's a QR code so that each month when you have this planner and invest in you, Glenn is also reinvesting back in you with challenges, et cetera, et cetera. Go check it out with the link that is right there. So I want to get all the way into it. We are going to continue this amazing discussion on the truth about transformation. Now, if I haven't met you, I can't wait to. I am Lolita E. Walker. I am a change champion for women and for teams within powerful organizations. I'm a certified life leadership and executive coach, podcaster, author, and all things that help to bring the greatness out of you. For this half an hour, I am digging into five ways to absolutely intersect truth within your transformation. Now, if you've been here all morning, then you know we've had some juicy conversations, and I absolutely am excited to present to some of you all Zenda Walker. Now, let me tell you about Zenda a little bit, you all. One, we're not related, but I tell you we are cut from the same cloth. If you love what you're hearing today, I invite you to head on over to my Instagram and tell us what you thought about the episode, just in case you're not able to talk, and we love to keep it interactive. But Zenda, I met her in Boston, so I used used to, Lord. I used to live in Boston and I lived there for probably almost 14 years. And when I was in Boston, I worked at this amazing company. Uh, both of us are in Greek letter organizations in our sororities and do things within the community. And I knew Zinda there, but I moved back to Maryland and we kind of kept in touch through social. But yesterday, literally the power of this app, we were in the mom's link and we were talking about how to folks. And Zenda just started telling her story about how she's been hacked and what that meant and how she lost all her engagement and how that pushed her all the way down and how the power of transformation. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm going to shift all of this because the power of her story and the power of reconnection, I do not believe that there are any coincidences in life. And so I'm excited to bring Zenda to you today. So Zenda, hey, welcome to the party. Hey everyone, thanks for having me Lolita. I'm so glad we could do this this morning. Yes, okay, well listen, we only have a half an hour and I say maybe only about 15, 20 minutes to talk our talk and leave folks with these five considerations of how to sit in the power of their truth. And if you're just tuning into one of my segments when I interview someone, the way that I do it is a little bit different. I do it by gifting you with strategies that you can walk away and you can take away because I believe that when we can tap into the essence of you, I leave you with soul work. And this soul work is an option. It is absolutely a choice, but I want you to be able to take something tangible from you, from here, from this discussion. And as I go through each one, and then Zenda is gonna share a piece of her story that is related to this. And I'm telling y'all, hold on tight because you will be able to relate at something. So today we are talking about the intersection of truth and transformation. And when I read the title today, I said, the truth about transformation. The truth about transformation, what does that mean? The truth about transformation is that this stuff right here is hard, right? The truth about transformation is that it is a process. It is a journey. It is promised that change will happen, right? And so the key is not sitting in it too long, but recognizing that there's truth inside of it. So the five considerations I'm gonna leave you with today are these. 
and then we're going to go back through and introduce Zenda. The T is about telling your story, right? Sometimes as we're going through transformation and we experience this truth, we, we have shame and this judgment that's associated with our story. And because of society, because of things that are in our head, because of the limiting beliefs that dance around, Lolita, right? We don't tell our story. So the T is about telling your story. The R is about remembering. It's about remembering your worth, remembering who you are at the core foundation, remembering that you have seeds that have already been planted in the earth. The U is about unleashing unapologetically. And I want to say to you that that might not be easy for some, but once you tell your story, you remember your worth, you remember that you have a voice, you remember the seeds that are planted in the earth for you, then you, it's time to unleash you unapologetically. Absolutely and hands down. Then we're going to turn to face front. We might have been looking to the side. We might have been looking backward. But what it's doing is preventing us from moving forward in where we are headed, where we need to head, especially because we're going through a transformation. The T is about turning to face front. Okay. And then the H, I know it feels like I'm going pretty quickly, but I want to get Zenda in here. The H is about harnessing your faith and your strength. So this is about where your truth meets your transformation. This is about garnishing all of what we're talking about today. And now I want to introduce Zenda to tell us a little bit about this piece and how, if any, you resonate with telling your story really around shame and judgment. Like, tell us an instance where this has happened in your life, especially during transformation. Thanks so much, Lolita. I mean, how do I follow that? You, I mean, I'm more like, feel like I'm in church right now. I'm like, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely. So, hey, everyone, I'm Zenda. I'm an author. I'm an, a marketing prof um, professional in the world of beauty. I'm a hairstylist. And I have a story to tell that I don't tell a lot of people because I have been living with a bit of the shame, embarrassment, some of the emotion around it. But to Lolio's point, I realized that the first time I told this story, I felt like I exhaled for the first time. So listen, I'm not going to take up too much time with this, but I'll tell you shortly. I'm, I grew up in a Jamaican household. My parents were immigrants from Jamaica. Um, we were lower middle class growing up in the Bronx, New York. Um, in, in my Caribbean background, what a lot of parents do is they really teach you to work hard, to go to school, do well, follow the rules. And so that's what I did. I went to school. I did well. I thrived. I ended up graduating from um, high school, then going to college, um, going to Boston for college. I went to grad school thereafter. I had my first house by the time I was 27. I had a company car and a personal car and the cutest little fluffy dog named Rusty. You know, so I thought I was doing amazing. I had a point in my career where I transitioned from public relations into cosmetology. I met the love of my life and had a whirlwind romance. It was picture perfect. I even had the picture perfect proposal and wedding. I was I felt at the happiest I could have ever been. Um, we started, me and my, my husband were planning to have children. Um, and it's something I never really thought about. Um, because I didn't really necessarily think much about children until I met him. I thought, oh my goodness, I love this man. I want to meet our children. And so, you know, we we got pregnant. I He was at every appointment. He rubbed my belly every night. We went to, you know, I went on a work trip at one point and I came back and I'll never forget like how we 
just loved on each other. And I remember the last thing we said to each other before I came home was, you know, how much we loved each other and couldn't wait to reunite. And so I was so excited when I pulled up to the house that night and it was in complete darkness. You know, I walked in, but somehow there was an energy in the, in the room. The vibe was not right. And guess what? He wasn't there. There was a three-page letter and, a, and his wedding ring on the dresser. I fell to my knees. I called him. There was no answer. And I was overcome with fear, shame, the feeling of worthlessness. And I questioned myself, like, what did I do? I went over everything in my head about what could have possibly happened. And I simply panicked. And this was the, one of the most pivotal moments in my life. And every time I tell this story, I feel like, wow, oh my God, I'm going to exhale again. So, wow. You know, one, Zinda, thank you so much for telling this story to us. And I want to ask you, and for trusting this space, quite frankly, um, and for trusting me to help to pull out everything out of you so that we can help folks to transform. Absolutely. I believe that our stories are not only for us. Absolutely. They, they are for everybody and somebody specifically that's listening today. I can't imagine walking into the house that is dark, that is empty with a note a three page. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Page note in a ring. And as you describe that, it took me on a journey and it sat me in a place. And I want to ask you one question related to this before we go to the R, the U, the T, and the H about telling your story. You talked about shame, right? I talked about judgment. I want to know from you, um, when, like, what did you do to begin healing to be able to tell this story today? Oh, you know, listen, I was six months pregnant at the time. It was a shock of my life. And I spent the that whole rest of my pregnancy in darkness, literally and figuratively. Like, literally, like, there were no lights on in my house. You know, people had to come check on me <laughs> to make sure I was still okay. Like, my, my mom and my sister, who were in New York at the time, were sending people to check on me. Big breakfast with hot cakes, please. And so... And what I will say is I started, I actually didn't really deal with it immediately because I immediately went into what we call survival mode. And if there's anybody that has ever been in that place, you know that survival mode is always in a constant fight or flight mentality. And, and physically, when you, when, you, when you fight or you're angry, your blood hardens, right? Like you literally can become physically ill, but then mentally, always being in fight and flight can really be stressful. And so I started to try to cope and literally do things that were just coping mechanisms. It might not have always been the healthiest thing, but it kept me busy. It, I had now, I was thinking, oh, wow, I have a whole human being that I have to take care of and I have to be right to do that job. And so there were things that I did, like I got into what I do now 
still is rebounding, which is jumping on a trampoline <laughs> for exercise, because what that does is it, it produces endorphins and makes you feel better. But jumping on a trampoline is also called rebounding. When you look up rebounding in a dictionary, it means to spring back from an impact. And so when I think about life, we all have impacts every day, impacts that actually propel us forward, but do we have impacts that propel us or keep us down? And so I looked to things that would help get my endorphins up to help me feel better about myself. And by the grace of God, I didn't take, I didn't turn to things that were detrimental, that were so detrimental. But I will say survival mode is just not the, the state of mind to be in, to really realize your full potential. Oh, Oh my gosh, I want to dig in so much. Thank you so much. You you said so many things. And though folks might not have experienced what Zenda has experienced, what we know is that we've all experienced a change or shift in our lives. We know that we're standing right here because we've been through some type of transformation. And quite frankly, you might still be going through a transformation, right? We stand at a momentary interruption. And if we allow, then we allow ourselves to shift to the best version of ourselves. So I looked at the clock, Zenda, and this is so super juicy, but I am going to speed it up, unfortunately, but we have got to make sure that we cover everything. And I want to absolutely bring some people in. So part of it is because me, I'm so enamored inside of your story. And I think it's so powerful. What I do want to encourage folks to do, and because I knew we were going to run short on time, I have put your link at the top because as you talk about these stories and how you ended up writing your book, I think it's so powerful. And I can imagine that people are going to be scrolling. So this are about remembering your worth. So imagine that happening. Imagine now your worth, right? Being questioned, like what is self-worth? How am I? What am I thinking? I would love for you to tell us a story of um, remembering your voice. Has there been an instance in your life where you had to remember who you were and what did you do inside of that instance? Absolutely. 2020 was the, the pivotal, another pivotal moment for me. The, the moment where we were forced to sit and, 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 and reflect. And so I'll tell you shortly that in 2020, not only did we have to, and, and what, we were all dealing with this, right? The fear of the pandemic, right? Of a virus that we didn't even know about. Um, as a mom being thrust into homeschooling while being a working mom was, I mean, it was like the carpet was pulled from underneath me. Right. And then watching the country erupt in this racial, you know, reckoning that entered our homes in a way that I had never seen in my generation. Um, like we saw it, I saw it growing up, but actually being forced in, in this way, in this moment of silence was, was horrifying. And so at the same time, I'm at a corporate role in a corporate role where I was transitioning into a leadership role and I was told to sit down and dribble for seven months. I was not allowed to introduce myself to my team. I was not allowed to be seen. And I that lit a fire under me that could never be extinguished. And I always tell people, I will never be the same person I was in 2019, simply because of that. And you know what? I was silenced on the job. I was silenced in the world from being seen or heard. So I did sit down actually though, and I started, I opened up this manuscript and I started writing that book because that was the way that I could be loud and have a voice. 
Mm, 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 mm. You know, I want to dig into that piece so much, but not to worry for the folks that are in the room on 12-4. I have a, a 24-hour room again, and Zinda will be one of the powerful speakers there because I definitely want to dig in because when you talk about silencing a voice, when you talk about coming from a point where somebody tells you that you need to be silenced in your inner work environment, how you have to stand in that, you can choose, but how you chose to, okay, I hear you, I see you, and what I'm gonna do with this time is I am gonna be loud, I'm gonna be proud, and now I am a best-selling, award-winning book as a result of writing that manuscript when you told me I had no voice. Look at me now. Like, that's the story that Zenda didn't tell. Like, that is what it is, and it's so good. So this is about remembering your worth no matter what is going on in your life because you are beyond your circumstance. And this is a prime example of how you can remember your voice. And Zenda, I just think that that is phenomenal. The you is about unleashing unapologetically. And I'm going to do the you and the T together. Let me just see really quickly, real quick to, to, to gauge on some time right here. For folks that are on the stage, did you do you all, not right now, but who is going to have some, some discussions that they want to have after this? Because maybe no one has it and then we can I do. keep going. Okay, good. All right. So we're going to keep on going and then we're going to open it up. This is so juicy. I expected there to um, definitely be some things. So you is about unleashing unapologetically. The T is about turning to face front. So when you think of both of those of unleashing unapologetically and turning to face the front, like not allowing dis um, distractions to be there and definitely not looking back and how sometimes it's so critical. Look, I have a coaching, um, I have a coaching experience and we meet twice a month, right? With some power women in there. And one of the women said, you know what? I can see the door and I'm right there at the door of my transformation, but I feel like all these forces are just pushing me back. And I know you are saying, take a look at the light, but I want to unleash me and then unleash me unapologetically and turning to face the front so that you can cut those things off, close the door and know that guess what? It is okay because I'm moving forward. So Zinda, talk to me about an instance where this is it. So it's really my journey with the book. You know, I literally, I worked that year, 2020, I worked, I homeschooled and I wrote ferociously and I was loud and proud in my manuscript. I Googled, I did everything I did to learn how to become an author. And I didn't silence myself on social media. In fact, that's where I got, I kind of got lit on fire in my social media, which is why I had so much engagement and then got hacked and then, but also ended up starting my, my new Instagram. I saw it as a way to rebrand myself. And so I did that. I unleashed my voice, right? And harnessed my, 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 my faith in myself and my truth by just putting myself out there and believing in myself. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's easier said than done. And we're coming from a place, you know, oftentimes when we're able to share our story, it's because we've healed. And what I want to share with folks today is it's okay to not be healed as of yet. But part of the process, right, part of the journey is the healing and the self-discovery and the recognizing who it is you are and whose it is you are. Sometimes it's sitting in it and really being like, okay, God, I'm sitting in this place right now. I'm going to surrender and allow you to really pour into my life so that I can move forward, so that I can see some things differently. And I'm wondering, Zenda, do you remember if there was, like, what was a trigger that happened? Maybe it was somebody that said something. 
Maybe it was something that happened in your life when you're like, okay, it's time right now. This is my time to shine. Oh, I mean, well, that's it. Like even during sitting in the pandemic, I realized that this whole time as a working mom, I've been asking for time with my daughter. I had two, two different jobs. I was never able to really fully be present for her. And so not only was I sitting in that and actually being able to be the mom that I've always wanted to be and spend the time that I needed to spend, but this project with the book was something we could do together. And watching her when we got that first copy look at me and and be so proud and still speak so proudly of me, I, I realize that I'm now being that example for her. But I'll tell you, Lolita, when you say the face front, that really, that is a, such a powerful statement because during my journey, I always played this song by Sounds of Blackness from the 90s called Optimistic. And in that first verse, it says, and listen, I'm not a singer, but I'm gonna go go out, put myself out there for you guys because it's it's very important. <laughs> all right. In the first verse, she says, When in the midst of sorrow, you can see up, you can't see up, right? You can't see up when looking down. Okay. And what that's saying is you can't see up when looking down. And I know what that means, right? Looking up, level up, um, you know, man up, woman up, right? But you're right. There's something about looking forward because when you're, when you're looking up, you can't really look forward and see what's in front of you. And you certainly can't see it when you're looking down or back, right? So I love when oh, you- good. That. So good. Listen, I know Princeton was having some issues getting into the app. Um, Princeton, are you here yet? Okay, I think he's trying to still get back in. So we're going to continue. But as soon as Princeton comes in and it hits the 9.30 um, half hour, we're going to transition to him. But in the meantime, in between time, I want to be able to open this up. Now, one of the things, um, Zenda, that um, you didn't dive into, just really quickly, because I know folks have something, I'm getting so many messages, is this here. You wrote that book. Tell us a little bit about the power of this book. Oh my gosh, Lolita, you, you just triggered that memory for me. Like I, okay, so writing this book, okay, I wrote this book. My book is called Know Your Heritage, H-A-I-R-I-T-A-G-E, Zara's Wash Day. Zara's my daughter. Heritage is something, it's really like the customs, traditions, and beliefs, and, um, and practices that in our hair and wash days, especially for people with trick, trick um, textured hair and people of African descent, where we pass down certain traditions in what we call a wash day. And so I took all of the um, my wash days with my daughter, and rather than her being insecure about her textured hair, I started talking to her about how our textured hair and our, our cultural hairstyles connect to our African ancestry. And so this was building her confidence, and this is what I turned into my book. But what I discovered along the author journey was that not only did I find my voice and have this very personal moment that I'm sharing with the world that's also helping other parents, but what I discovered along the way was when I saw Gianna Floyd sitting on the shoulders of, of her father's friend in a peaceful rally, this little young girl being like a symbol, uh, um, I, was, I, I had pulled up a memory that I had suppressed in 2016, and I'm not going to tell you the story, but I'm going to hashtag it, Philando Castile. For all you who don't, don't, don't know that story, look it up. But there was a four-year-old little girl at the back of that car when her father was dying and no one was calling for help and no one was rescuing her father and mother. And all I could remember was her plea, like 
calming her mother down in such a horrific scene. And I never stopped thinking about that little girl. I lost sleepless nights over her. So when I saw Gianna Floyd, it triggered that memory. And I literally re realized that I changed the narrative on that trauma because after I wrote my book and published it, I, to this day, still get pictures of little girls and boys smiling that some of them looks, look like Gianna and Diana Reynolds. And they're smiling with my book and they're being proud and they're loving the story. And I realized, oh my God, this book was actually a love letter to all the children and people who lost their smiles in 2020 or lost their smiles to violence or things that really impacted their lives. So that's my discovery in becoming this author. And I'm so grateful for the journey. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, I'm taking a look at the time. You know, I just want to penetrate so deeply. First, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for really showing up. And I, when, I, when we reconnected yesterday, I'm like, oh, no, you have to be there tomorrow because this is a story that is worth sharing. When you talked about you being hacked and just losing your thoughts and everything that's going on and all of this engagement that you had built up, Right. Oh, we didn't even get into that. But there's so much more time. And this can be part one of several. Absolutely. She will be on my podcast. She will be on at my all um, 24 hour session. And right now, I just want to talk to the podcasters who are listening in or anybody on replay that if you want to contact Zenda Walker, you can go to know your heritage is H-A-I-R-T. A-G-E dot com. And you can also go to, what is it, Author Zenda Walker on Instagram? Yes, Author Zenda Walker. I love it. Thank you so much. And so I want to open it up for a couple of questions. Um, let's get started. I heard Dora Maria first. And then Dora, if you can help me with, I think we'll only be able to take a couple. I got Dora Maria. Then I heard from um, Jackie. Thank Naida. you. Uh, who was that? Naida. Naida and then Stacy. I don't know that we'll have them, so keep them kind of short, but we're here until Princeton comes in. Awesome. I was just clapping. I was so in tune to what you were saying. And one of the things I, I, I'm just curious about is how did you manage your feelings during that journey with all of this going on um, and all of those emotions? Like, how did, you, how did you work to keep those emotions, like for harnessing it for energy? A great question. Listen, I I have several trampolines that didn't make it through the pandemic. Um, <laughs> I jumped and rebounded. I literally paid attention to self-care and I took those special moments with my daughter and remembered every day that I have to control a bit of, I have to kind of model for her reaction, right? And how to have the best reactions and how to also attend to self-care during times when you literally would be justified in losing it, right? And so I, I my daughter always keeps me granted and that's why she's here. And that's why I realized what's her purpose as well is that she's going to be an amazing person, but she's also taught me how to level up, but also how to sit back and, 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 and really smell the roses. You know, that's so good. Thank you so much for that, Zenda. And listen, Zenda has so many videos about her on a trampoline. So now that you know the backstory, you'll be able to take a look at it with a renewed lens. So be sure to definitely do that. You know, Zenda, one of the things that you talked about really quickly was 
with stress and how when you're going through something, how do you get that energy that is bottled up inside of you out? So whether it's a trampoline, folks, whether it is writing, whether it is whatever it is, it is unleashing yourself unapologetically and remembering that you have a voice. So how can you get that inner voice? How can you get that out so that now you can see the light differently with perspective? Who was next? I had a list. Thank you, Jackie. Hey, thank you so much, um, um, Lolita. And Zenda, first of all, uh, Zenda, I love to rebound. I, I rebound with my hula hoop as well. Woo! And this is a, definitely a wash hair day today for me. And I just wanted to say thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and sharing your experience and allowing us to feel that pain with you today. Uh, but I thought about as you were speaking, you being silenced. And I thought about a child. Sometimes you can tell a child, don't you say another word. And you, you just try to silence them. But they act out in their behavior, in their ways. They're moving about, they're fidgety. So I love the fact that even though you can silence them and they may not speak, and this is what I'm thinking about with you, after silencing your voice, your actions are now speaking very loud. And I just so appreciate you and I honor you for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what? It happened. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And absolutely. Yes. Um, Nayita. And thank you so much, Jackie. Such a great reminder. Thank you so much. Um, Jackie. Oh, my Lord. Nayita. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, oh, my goodness. Then the, we have so many uh, parallels. And I'm, I brought your book. I have a little girl. Wash days are, of course, an event. And I know firsthand what it is to be pregnant and in survival mode. So I, I see you. We see each other. My question for you is, what did closure look like for you if you did achieve closure yet? Uh, and this is whether or not you heard back from your husband or ex-husband. This is Naida and I'm complete. I mean, I still go through bouts of just wondering why. And I realize that I can't depend on somebody else for my closure. And that's what I learned through this process. And I'm telling you, it's taken up until last year. My daughter is about to be eight years old, just as an FYI. <laughs> and so um, I realized that I can't depend on him for my closure and for my healing. And then I started doing the work for myself. So part of that healing was making sure, number one, the rebounding has helped so much because of the endorphin lifting uh, and feelings of good feelings. But I realized that my daughter is my true blessing. And I don't know that I would have had this path if I didn't have this daughter. And so I even say to myself, if I had to do this all over again, knowing what I know, I actually would do it the same way exactly the same way because this experience has made me who I am and you know what I love that man and I still love him because and I also when I see my daughter I realize that she's the manifestation of that love thank oh, you can I just goodness. ask if she are you still accepting photos with children because I don't usually share them on my page but I'd love to send one to you and I know that that it will encourage you as an author. Oh, you're so amazing. Thank you so much. And thanks for your support. <laughs> absolutely. I, I accept it. And especially with the parents' consent. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> that was such a great question. Thank you for asking. You know, Zenda, as you as, as you were answering that question, I I was remembering last night when we were getting reacquainted, I... I mentioned to you, I'm like, you know, I understand I'm divorced as well. And so the backstory is Zenda actually knows my ex-husband. And what she said to me is I had no clue. And I share that with you all because sometimes in our minds, 
when we're going through a transformation, we assume what everybody else is thinking or feeling, and that adds on to the stressors that we have. And in my situation, I will tell you that I remember feeling as though, well, one, in, in Boston, I swear it's three degrees of separation between Black folks and Boston um, in, my, in my experience. And once you know one, you know everyone. And it's powerful, especially in a professional environment, because you really can help each other grow and thrive. And I have found that. And I'm, I'm so appreciative for it. I love my Boston family. Um, but one of the things I remember is I was so hurt in the beginning. And I remember going on all my social medias and defriending everybody who was my ex-husband's friend. Like, I mean, I went through and swept the world, right? And I remember it was only last year. So this has been years. And someone wrote me, one of his friends wrote me and was like, Lolita, please accept my friend request. <laughs> and he said, I just want you to know that I love you. Like you are my friend as well. And I want to really keep in touch with you. And I share that with you all because as we go through change, sometimes, and I talk about this transition bridge of change, right? I hope I don't know if you were in the room when I've ever talked about that. It's inside of my book, but there's three phases to change, according to Lolita E. Walker. And in that, sometimes we're not finished our ending when other people are at their renewal. And therefore, we act as if people are where we are and we have these expectations on them. So I just want to encourage you to you all in the room, collectively us, including Lolita E. Walker, to really take a look as we are going through change, to take that time to pause and sit in the power of that pause so that when you do make decisions, they're thought through, right? And enjoy the journey. Absolutely. And Lolita, I will tell you, I relate to that so much because I had a wounded feminine and it caused me to have behavior that also affected my parenting. It probably even affected how I related to people in professional and personal settings. And what I will say is that I have the most amazing relationship with my ex-husband's family. I speak to his father all the time. His sister, I was in his sister's wedding. I have this beautiful relationship. I just don't necessarily have that with him. But that's okay because I understood that he also had a wounded masculine. And a lot of that came up for him not experiencing having his father in his life and not knowing how to be a father. And so I realized that that's on him to heal. I'm going to work on the healing for myself so that I can make sure that I don't create more traumatic experiences for my my daughter. Come on now. Yes, I love it. Oh, I'm getting so many DMs, so we're going to keep it moving. This is so good, and I can relate in so many different ways the power of finding yourself and not depending on someone else for your own worth is so critical. Thank you so much for reiterating that point. All right, we had Stacy next. Stacy, are you there? Okay. I'm are here. You there? Hey, yeah. Stacy. Hey, hey, good morning, everyone. And, and Lolita. The, for me, the title grabbed me, just the truth, the truth about transformation. If there is a truth, then there must be untruths, right? And I think that one of the untruths is that it happens overnight. It happens overnight. And because we are in this microwaving world, this two-minute popcorn, um, put it in a microwave and, hey, it's popped, it's done in, in two minutes. And we expect that. We expect that that change to happen just like 
it does in the microwave. We want it quick. We want it fast. But the untruth is it's not like that. It doesn't happen in uh, uh, the 100-yard dash or the 200-yard dash. It happens during the marathon. Change happens in the distance because it is a process. And the R for me, the remember, that's what I just said on. Okay, Stacey, you're in this transformation uh, initiative journey. Remember that transformation takes time and don't despise the time. Don't despise the time. Time for us in transformation is your friend because in that process, all kinds of stuff happens and the stuff that happens needs to happen so that the change that we desire to see can happen. We want the change, we want it to the end to happen at the beginning. And it's not like that and it causes, it sets us up for disappointment. It sets us up for failure, for unrealistic, um, unrealistic, uh, what am I trying to say? Expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Thank you. Thank you. Lorita. Come on now. Absolutely. So just remember <laughs> that. Remember that time, some people say is not our friend, but in this regard, time is our friend and don't despise it. I'm Stacy, and I am finished. Woo! Said. Mm. Well said, um, did, we're going to keep going because that was so powerful. My fear is that if we go in, you know how we can do. We can get all the way in because we're off. We're feeling it. And I love it. Let's keep on going. <laughs> Who's that? Do, do, do. Okay. We're going to. That's okay. We're going to mute that. And then we have Michelle. Michelle, hey. Great morning, everyone. I know we're on a time schedule, so I'll be brief. I just want to give flowers to Zinda. I am so proud of you and you know I love you. We were pregnant at the same time. She is the epitome of transformation and this is full circle. I am just moved and inspired and I just want to let you know um, and I am complete. Thank you. I'm in tears, Michelle. Thank you. You already know. Oh, <laughs> I love reunions. Yes. All right. We're going to Sandra Brown. Hey, Sandra. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, thank you so very much. I just want to say, Zenda, I am part of the Boston family from way back, the three degrees of separation. And I was trying for years to get in to get you to braid my hair. And I'm so happy to hear that you have shared heritage with everybody. The hair day is real. And I think that it's a great opportunity for people to be sharing for diversity and inclusion with not only at their boardrooms, but at their homes with their kids. Because many of us have that experience of saying to our friends growing up, I got to get my hair done. And they couldn't understand why it was taking a whole day. But it's great. And it looks like a great opportunity. And you are getting your flowers right now. Cheers. Thanks so much, Sandra. I'm so sorry you couldn't get in, but we'll talk. <laughs> I love it. In case you didn't catch it, um, Zenda is also a licensed cosmetologist and she's worked inside of the corporate space. Um, Zenda, why don't you talk a little bit about how your cosmetology certification or license had helped you inside the corporate space? Absolutely. No, I was recruited by P&G to be an educator and it moved um, as I was working as a hairstylist in Boston. And then I worked my way up into trade marketing and I've been in boardrooms designing and, and um, putting beauty products on the shelves of Sally and, and Cosmoprof and all the amazing um, distributors. But I've also been using my voice now that I've started the Know Your Heritage brand to get involved in politics and, and, and get involved in legislation 
against race-based discrimination um, with the Crown Act. So I testified last week um, for the House, um, the Committee on the Judiciary in, in Massachusetts. I'm getting involved in Louisiana um, legislation, and I'm using my voice now uh, <laughs> to really affect change. Listen, okay, let's pause for the cause. This moment, this moment right here, right? When a momentary interruption happens inside of your lives, and I'm talking to everybody here, I did my TEDx on a momentary interruption can shift you to be your most revolutionary self. And I believe it. I know it. I trust it. I talk about these three terrains of change, embrace, act, and thrive, where you embrace where you are. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But you embrace where you are. You act in your strengths and you thrive in your greatness. And I want to leverage exactly what you said right there to talk about an example of that, right? You were told you won't have this voice. For six months, you will not have a voice. I want you to sit down and be quiet. That is your role. Now, that hurts. We, can't, we won't even go into being a woman, being a Black woman, being inside of a corporate space, just anybody being silenced in the time where there's so much going on and there's so much going on in the world and society and what that means for your family when you look at people that look just like you and look just like the people who are being killed on TV. So we don't even have to talk about that, right? But then you're being told to be silenced and you take that opportunity, you embrace where it is that you are and you leverage it to act in your strengths. Your strengths of cosmetology, your strengths of leaning in on your family, your strengths of loving your daughter and being a phenomenal mother. And you take that and you write this manuscript. And this manuscript has now become like this literary award-winning discussion and conversation, not only at home, as Sandra said, but also in other homes of people who just want to know and fostering communication. Also inside of the boardroom, because people now, when you link it now and thriving in your greatness now, when you link all of that together, because I'm so super excited about this, when you link all of that power together, You've taken a momentary interruption where you were voluntold. You didn't ask for that because you could have been working your job and still exceeding expectations, but you didn't ask for that. Instead, what you did, look at you now. Not only is your voice now being heard all around the world, but it's helping to impact policy. Like, how powerful is that? That, is, that, that should give everybody shiveries. And it also should let us know that whatever it is we're going through right now, there is a time, a place, and a space for you to rise up out of the mud, to recognize that tea is time for you to tell your story, remove the shame, right? Get into that non-judgment lane for you through forgiveness of self, first and foremost. Remember your why. Remember your voice. Remember your worth unleashing unapologetically, turning to face front, because sometimes we're facing backwards, we're still stuck in the past, and then harnessing your faith and your strengths. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this forever. I just created this PDF that I'm, I'm gifting to the folks that are inside of my coaching program, and I gave out seven for free yesterday in the mom link, really around self-worth, because self-worth is just this powerful thing that we have got to grab hold of. It's, our, it's when our truth meets our transformation. And it, 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 it's on sale today. But I tell you that to tell you that you've got to reconnect with you and how much power is it. So Zenda, I'd love for you to pour into that and then we'll see if anyone else has questions. Oh my goodness, Lolita. Like literally, and the sister who just, who asked the question about how I, you know, kind of moved on, you know, with 
you know, my ex and, and kind of dealing with that distant relationship. And that is it, Lolita, you said it, it was loving yourself enough to forgive yourself. I had to not only forgive him and then realize that I couldn't rely on him for the rebuilding of my, my heart and my body and my mind. I had to literally look myself in the mirror, take ownership over my part in the in, in everything, right? <laughs> um, realize where the signs were so that I don't ever make that mistake again, right? But then also literally have enough courage and strength to actually forgive myself so that I could, instead of looking back and down, look forward. Oh my gosh. I love it when a plan comes together because this truth acronym right here it's not just an acronym you all when I come here every other week at nine o'clock a.m eastern standard time and I talk to the group about leaving these these confirmations and these considerations quite frankly because everything is a choice but here's the thing when truth intersects with your transformation is that transformation will happen you choose the pace right you choose the pace and you choose to allow the blessings of what is happening for you, not to you. Zinda said that earlier, and I absolutely love it. Yes. Okay. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.